Welcome to Go Closer, the podcast that explores spiritual transformation and what it takes to go closer to God each day. Hi, I'm Kara Whitney. I'm a wife, a mom, and an evangelist author. And I'm Arnie Cole, a behaviorist, research scientist, and CEO of Back to the Bible. And I love to study life transformation. And you know, every person has a story. And today, we have a story that will inspire you to go closer. So today, Arnie, we're going to be talking to a girl that I met named Erin. Erin was my Pilates instructor, and we just formed this great relationship because our mutual friend just happens to be Jesus Christ. So I don't want to name drop, but I'll name drop Jesus. Erin uh, is the baby of nine kids. Isn't that amazing? It's really, really cool. And what I love about Erin is her positivity. She's filled with such hope, despite what she talks about in today's podcast, which is losing her mom to cancer. So uh, for anybody who has walked that walk and continues to walk it, I think you you know, you don't end that until you do get to heaven and you're reunited. But that's what Aaron talks about. Oh, yeah. It's, it's so amazing because she looks like the perfect wife with the perfect life. And she just exudes such positivity. But when you get to know her, you'll hear about her struggle and and how she has dealt with things that uh, have been very, very scary and very difficult in her quest to move closer to Jesus each and every day. She's got some great stories here, so you're going to want to hear this. Here's Aaron's story. All right, today we have a very special guest. I'm ready. <laughs> Her name is Erin, and Erin uh, has the greatest story. I don't want to say it's a sad story. It's a hopeful story. And I, so I'll just tell everyone how I met Erin. So I am a middle-aged woman who was pulling things in her sleep, and I thought, I better do something to stretch this old mom bod before I break something or can't get out of bed anymore. So as um, <laughs> I, so I met Erin uh, because I signed up to go to Pilates, okay? So I did a private class because I didn't think anyone wanted to see me in yoga pants. But here is my game plan, too. I was like, <laughs> I'm going to go to Pilates, and I don't know who this Erin girl is, but I'm going to talk to her about Jesus because that's what I do. So I walk into the Pilates place, and there's flowers abound. And so I'm working out with Erin, and I ask her, is it your birthday or something? What's going on here? And she said, well, I have just really great friends. And so she told me that her it was the year anniversary as to when her mom passed away. So she does have really great friends. Uh, I'm lucky to be on that list now. And so I just talked to her about, you know, what was your relationship? What was your mom's relationship with Jesus? Just to, just to kind of put my toe in the water. And Aaron, I left full of so much encouragement from Aaron. And I had gone there to just see how she was, and she changed me. So she does go around, and she talks about 
hope, no. which we have this running joke because going out and speaking in front of people is not our thing. So me and Aaron have now decided we will sing The Greatest Showman before every one of these events. But anyway, so Aaron, <laughs> um, I said to you, is it your birthday? You said, no, my mom passed away. And what did you tell me um, that gave that brought me to tears in the middle of my pathetic stretching? <laughs> Um, yeah, there was a lot of things that happened in my mom's death that brought me closer to Jesus. I was raised in um, a Christian home, and um, I knew that you know God was number one. We were raised to know that God was number one ahead of everything else. We went to church every Sunday, um, church on Wednesday nights, and um, God was really important to us. My mom was a reflection of that, and I think I'm trying to remember exactly how that conversation went, but... I think I just said, you know, it's okay. It's okay because as I told her that my mom had passed, of course, Kara was like, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. I thought it was your birthday. And I said, you know, it's okay because I know that she's she's in heaven. And um, I said, the reason that I know that is because my mom had died about five days before my birthday and I'm the last of nine kids. So I'm one of nine kids within 10 and a half years and I'm the baby. And um, my mom, it was always really important to her that for every birthday, she always wanted to be the first one to wish us happy birthday. And my mom was also a trickster. She liked to play tricks on people and she was very funny. She had a great sense of humor. So anyway, she passed away about uh, five days before my birthday and her funeral was the day before my birthday. So we went through the, the, the day of her funeral, and of course, it was just a very sad, hard day. Um, we went to sleep not even really thinking that my birthday was the next day. It was just, we just were going to crash. Um, I have four kids. I had three at the time, all of which were all very close with my mom. So it was just a hard day. Um, we all went to sleep, didn't even talk about my birthday being the next day. And um, in the middle of the night, my my daughter Paisley, who was four at the time, came into my room and she woke me up and she said, Mommy, happy birthday. And I looked at the clock and I was like, Paisley, what are you what are you doing? I said, It's it's two o'clock in the morning. What what made you wake up? And and she said, um, Grandma came into my dream and she woke me up and she told me to wish you a happy birthday. And then I just got this you know, tears in my eyes and a big smile knowing that that was totally my mom. It's two o'clock in the morning. She was the first one to wish me a happy birthday. And and then the thing that she said next is the thing that has always and will always stick with me. And she said, oh, and she loves heaven. And then she just walked wow. out of the room like it was nothing. And it was that moment in my life where in my mom's death, there was many things that she was saying um, days and weeks leading up to her death where um, just confirmation of the realness of eternity. And, you know, there was a couple hours before my mom had passed when she had told me that um, she was seeing Jesus. This is when she was declining. We knew she only had hours left. She um, she told me that she was seeing Jesus and that he had hair on his face and um, she was describing the way he looked. And she said that he had a crown and she said that he was good and she said that, that my mom had cancer. She had thyroid cancer. And um, her last several weeks, she had lots of pain, um, couldn't swallow, couldn't eat, just just in really excruciating pain. And she, she told us that um, mm. he was taking away her pain yeah. and that she just loved those hands. 
she just kept describing those hands and kept saying, I just love those hands and saying that he was just taking it away. And so it was those moments and there was many of those things that happened uh, in her death that really just, it made that space between earth and heaven very thin. And so um, I think that was the story that I told you. Was that right? Yes, it was. And I was like, wow, I left. You know, we, we read our Bibles and we have our relationships. But I think sometimes we forget that heaven is real and that's where we're going. Like we, we lose sight of that. You know, I, I, I've had it described as, um, you know, we'll pack and plan more for a trip to Florida than we will for our final destination. So there, to get to know heaven, that's the hope that we have. And, and I just love that mm-hmm. you are starting now. She has a podcast, and it's called More Jesus, Less Sugar, which I love the name because our Christian faith isn't fluffy or sugary. And More Jesus, uh, I mean, you can't really get enough, and I can't wait to see his hands. I always say to Aaron, I just feel like I know her mom, and I've never met her in person. So it's really cool. I think what a legacy, right? I've got a ton of questions. The easy question, what do you mean more Jesus, less sugar? What, are you saying get tough with Jesus? So the more Jesus, less sugar, um, that name actually came from, it wasn't a name that I came up with, but I also love it. Um, The founder of more Jesus, less sugar, her name is Lily Chambers. Um, She is a friend, a dear friend of mine who about three years ago, she had this desire to reach out to other other women, and she just wanted to encourage them and, and walk with them in, in their walk with Jesus. And so she started this Facebook group, it started as a Facebook group, and she just invited women in and just to encourage them with scripture and um, just lifting them up. And then about a year ago, she decided to do an in-person conference And this was before the podcast started. So she did a conference and had some speakers come in. And with COVID, she wanted to do something. But at that point, she was just feeling like we weren't going to be able to do another conference. And so she'd been praying about it. And that is when she came up with uh, doing the podcast. And so at the time, she knew that she wanted somebody to speak on uh, faith, somebody to speak on leadership, and then somebody to speak on health. And so she asked me to be a part of it as being the person who talks about health. And the reason why she named it More Jesus, Less Sugar is because at uh, one point in her life, she had really battled through a lot of stomach issues, uh, a lot of digestive issues, and to the point where um, she had gone to all of these specialists and just having just a significant amount of pain and difficulty um, even getting through the day because of how much pain she was in. She then realized that she was allergic to fructose. She's allergic to sugar. And so that's why she said less sugar. And in that time, since it was such a trying time for her, um, she really had to lean on her faith in Jesus to get her through the day. And um, she has been in the military for over 20 years. And so she is um, just a fighter and uh, just a really wonderful leader, and she knew that the only way she was going to get through that trial and any trial moving forward was more Jesus, and so that's where the name came from. That's pretty cool. So you obviously were very close to your mom. Talk about that a little bit. I mean, with nine kids, you would think you would have rebelled when you were a teenager, anything for attention. 
Tell us a little bit about your story. Yeah, gosh, that's such a good question. Me being the last, I, I'm a, I've always been a rule follower. And our parents, they were, I would say, very strict with us. And there were rules that we were given and rules that I wanted to follow. I, being the last, I'm being the baby. I love being the baby, by the way. When people are like, oh, she's the baby of nine. I'm like, yes, I am. <laughs> and I loved it. I felt like that. I did get more. I did get um, really quality time with my parents as each sibling graduated. I was in first grade when my oldest sibling graduated, and then it was like every year one other person would leave. Um, <laughs> but we're very close. Having nine of us within 10 and a half years, we're uh, very good friends. And so I think I had that accountability of my siblings, and we're all very goal-oriented too. And so I would say we, we played sports athletics growing up and being uh, in a family of nine, we knew that if we were going to go on to college, that we were going to have to be the ones footing the bill there. And and so we all worked very hard in school and in sports. And um, I would say I, I don't ever really remember a moment where I would rebel. Actually, being um, the baby, I remember almost making my own curfews. <laughs> Like in uh, high school, you know, my parents were so tired by that point that I'd be like, so do you guys want me home at 10, 11? (laughs) Sure, whatever. (laughs) I was a rule follower and I was a good kid. And so they didn't have to worry about me too much. But that's not to say that I didn't stray and and make some bad decisions um, in -hmm. college and in some things where I really needed to like, you know, come back to Jesus many times just just asking for forgiveness. You had a great dad, though. You have a great dad. So when we went over to Kearney to speak at this conference, the it was the More Jesus, Less Sugar conference, uh, her dad texted her, and it was so sweet because he asked her to write down her feelings, three of, of your feelings going in. And, and Aaron said that anytime they had a basketball game or some sporting or whatever, her dad would make them write down three of their feelings going into it. And so it was just very sweet that he was... Was, was he a psychologist, therapist? No, um, my dad, he is really, really special. He's maybe one of the most um, patient, and he's just, he's just so full of wisdom. He, I think he just learned that I don't know where he learned that, but it was something that he still, with my kids now, his grandkids, he will still have them call and say what his what their feelings are too, and he just thinks it's really wow. important to to talk about these things. And so we were raised like let's let's not uh, shove this aside, like let's address it and let's talk about how you're feeling and get it out there. And so yeah, we we all still do that, and I'll ask him too to this day because it's been. With losing my mom, it's been very hard for him, too. Oh, I bet. Yeah, he's um, from such a big family, and our house was always chaotic, uh, organized chaos, maybe. And so now it's, you know, a full house to now just him. And so um, he, I think he does a really good job of talking about it, but we also encourage that, too. Wow, wasn't that fascinating? I love the little glimpses of Christ uh, that she got 
you know, when she was experiencing the loss of her mom and things. That's what encouraged me. When I first met Erin, of course, I didn't know her. So my idea was I was going to witness to her, as you heard. And uh, it just turned out that she encouraged me so much. So I just wanted to share Erin's story with everyone because um, I think it's, it's just so uplifting. It's amazing. That's all I can say. Praise the Lord for those kinds of things. Come back tomorrow because we are going to get you out of your comfort zone. Be there or be square. Today's Go Closer podcast is powered by Go Tandem, the free spiritual fitness app. Find the link in today's description and go closer with Go Tandem.